It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Size and Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Friday morning, a feel-good football Friday. One of two that are left in this football season as we get you ready for championship weekend in the NFL on Sunday. You're going to see two great games, I believe, on Sunday. The Niners and the Eagles first. And, of course, Boomer will be in Kansas City with the NFL Today crew to bring you the Bengals and the Chiefs in a rematch of last year's championship game. And, naturally, there was big local football news right after our show ended, like it usually does. Actually, it was a couple of hours after our show ended, but it always happens that way. The only one we got, the only big breaking news we got of recent memory was the biggest one, which is the Aaron Jones contract, but everything else breaks later that day, and that was Nathaniel Hackett named Jets offensive coordinator, of course fueling the speculation of Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets, but if he doesn't, did the Jets get a dummy as an offensive coordinator because of what happened in Denver, or did they get a really good offensive coordinator that could help this team? Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Good morning there, Jay. I think they got a good offensive coordinator, but you also have to understand something. That there is this group of coaches that belongs to this one little net. And it's Kyle Shanahan, it's Matt LaFleur, it's Rob Sala. You know, it's it's that group that came from Mike Shanahan's staff in Washington. Right. More incest than West Virginia. Sean McVeigh, uh, McVay, right. the whole thing. The whole those four coaches. And they just they, you know, Nobody's never not going to have a job. Incest aside. Yeah, it, basically, yes. In that, in that group of coaches, okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Nathaniel Hackett is right in the middle of that group of coaches. Mm -hmm. Of course, his dad was an offense coordinator for the Jets uh, here under Herm Edwards as well. So, look, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to call plays. He knows that when he has a top-quality quarterback, they can win. Now, I'm sure part of this is, hey, what do you think of Zach Wilson? What What's your expert opinion on Zach, can we get him right? And, you know, that's going to be a part of it. And then the other part of it will be, okay, who will be uh, the veteran quarterback that the Jets will bring in? Will they try for Aaron Rodgers? I would imagine they would simply because Nathaniel Hackett is here. But this is not a surprising hire whatsoever, as we all know that he had been interviewed and the fact that he comes from that group of coaches. So yeah. they all speak the same language. Sure. Now, everybody's going to point to the fact that Nathaniel Hackett had this miserable year in Denver last year that still is just, I mean, the stench of that is going to linger. There's no doubt about it because he was the head coach there. And when you're the head coach, you're in charge of everything. And that team was horrendous. They're also going to point to the fact that did Nathaniel Hackett do anything in Green Bay, because he wasn't the primary play caller, and he had and he had a Hall of Fame quarterback at his disposal. So did he do anything there? So those are going to be two questions on the negative. One thing that people tend to forget about Nathaniel <laughs> yes. Hackett's resume is that this man had Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, was a top 10 offense there. They ran the ball. And took that team to an AFC championship game. We're going to win this, bitch. That's right. right. And the previous week before they lost the AFC championship game, yeah. 
He put up 45 points on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, like, there is something in recent memory when Nathaniel Hackett had a bad quarterback or below at below average quarterback uh, and ended up having a really, really good offense. So the, it, his entire resume isn't horrible, um, but there are some things there that you question. Hey, look, look I mean, these coaches get recycled all the time, and really what it comes down to, it just sets the side. Yeah, it is. It's, right. it's NFL incest. Can you hold off for like two seconds and yeah. let me finish a thought for God's sake? Jesus! It's a Friday! <laughs> man, oh man! You were saying about NFL I don't incest? Know. I just got distracted. No, yeah. I was just saying that they all get recycled. Right. And it really is about the players that they have and who they're coaching and who they're calling plays for. That, you know. Everybody thinks like there's this guy that's going to come walking in off the street and you're going to put him in there and all of a sudden, poof, everything's going to go great. And that's that's never the case. It all it all decides or depends on who the players are and whether or not, you know, his system, which will be the same system that they had here already, is going to connect with whoever is running it as a quarterback. That's really what it comes down to. They have enough good players. They have to redo their offensive line and they got to find a quality quarterback that knows this offense. I know one or two that do know this yeah. offense inside and out. One happens to be Aaron Rodgers. The other one is Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but I don't want to downplay the hire saying that it's really just the, you know, these guys get recycled and you basically whatever and you see if it works because I just saw two guys. Now, they were both head coaches, but basically the offensive coordinator for the Jets is essentially the person who is just completely running the offense because Rob Sala has shown us in the last couple of years that he's handing that part over to that guy. So so this is the main guy when it comes to the offense. I've seen Mike McDaniel turn Tua before you know the injuries and when he was healthy into a really good quarterback. And I saw Brian Dable turn Daniel Jones into a guy who's going to get $30 million a year. So that's what the Jets need from Nathaniel Hackett with whomever the quarterback is. Now, I don't know if he's going to be able to turn Zach Wilson into that guy, and I can't imagine that the Jets are going to go into the season with Zach Wilson as a quarterback. I'm just thinking if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, is Nathaniel Hackett going to be successful? I mean, that's really well, the I mean, biggest question. Again, it depends on whether or not you know they decide to keep Zach, which I think they're going to. I think they're going to keep him here at least for another year just to see what happens, see if he grows up and see if he starts to understand it. And number two, you know, what veteran quarterback are they bringing in here? And how long is that player planning on playing? Like, in other words, if you're bringing, let's just say, and I'm, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. Let's say you bring in Derek Carr. He's going to want a five-year contract. And he's going to want a contract extension. He's going to want a big contract. He feels like he deserves that contract. And I'm sure there'll be a number of suitors for him. And he will get a legitimate starting quarterback uh, contract. I, you know, did the Jets want to go down that road for four to five years with Derek Carr and, and still have Zach Wilson here? I don't think so. Uh, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo's had injury after injury after injury, and I know that he knows this offense and he could do it in his sleep. The question is, does he want to come here for a two-year deal or a three-year deal? And knowing that he's most likely going to get hurt, then that would give Zach Wilson an opportunity to come out here and play. And maybe if they see something or they like something after year three, then they can move on to whoever they bring in here. But these are still questions that have to be answered. And it's it's not easy. It's not easy. We all have our opinions on what we think should happen here. You know, and one of the opinions that I've had over the last two weeks has been what? What, what have I said that I think is a perfect fit and a perfect match in a perfect world. Perfect fit, perfect match, perfect world? Yes. 
I, I, I'm not sure. Frank Reich, Panthers, oh, Derek Carr. I thought you were talking about with the Jets. Yeah. Frank Reich, Panthers, Derek Carr. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying that for two weeks now. Right. Uh, I, you know, and it, and it happened yesterday. And so, congratulations to my buddy Frank. I'm, I was really, really happy for him. And you know, he's going to get a chance to start over, and he's going to have an owner that's going to give him all the resources that he needs. And he's, you know, and hopefully he'll find the quarterback that he wants, and maybe it will be Derek Carr. Um, and I think that would be a match that would be perfect, but. You know that, that that they'll decide that as they move on. But for the Jets, you know this is really what it comes down to. This is a West Coast offense. You want a quarterback that is well versed in this West Coast offense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know this is not a Lamar Jackson offense. Sure. At this point now, I mean, forget I, that. Yeah, I feel like you can you can toss that out the window now. The, the a lot of the conversation that I've heard around Aaron Rodgers. Whether it be sports talk shows or just people talking about it that I'm talking to, like friends, is like, man, the Jets have to do this. They've got to do this. They have to. They've really got to go all in. That's not the issue. I think the Jets will go all in. I do believe that the Jets would like Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think that they're going to turn down the opportunity to get him, especially after hiring Nathaniel Hackett. That's not the issue. That conversation needs to be put aside. It is a no-brainer that the Jets should be going after Aaron Rodgers. The conversation is one of two things. One, does he ever want to leave Green Bay, play somewhere else, and is that place the New York Jets? Can he see himself finishing his career on the East Coast for a team like the New York Jets and take his entire life and put it someplace around here when he has never, ever been an East Coast guy at the end of his career? And also, another big thing that that I have not, I've barely heard is Aaron Rodgers takes his sweet old time. And Aaron Rodgers, the last couple of years, has been off doing his ayahuasca. He doesn't know what he's going to do. He has these interviews. Should I come back? Should I not come back? Should I be a Packer? Should I retire? All this stuff. So what are the Jets to do if Aaron Rodgers is a possibility and he's stringing them along? I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Let's have a meeting. I'll be back from Peru in three weeks. Then the Jets are being held hostage by Aaron Rodgers and his craziness. And then all of a sudden, oh, Derek Carr's in Carolina. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo's somewhere else. Oh, all these veteran quarterbacks who we're going to fall back on. We don't have an opportunity. And it's either Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson. And we're screwed. Just, just so you know, uh, the Jets interviewed a number of offensive coordinator candidates. I know that they wanted to interview others that didn't, didn't come to pass. But they had guys lined up in the queue that if a guy that they wanted... You know, either turned down an interview or ended up getting a job somewhere else. They had to immediate, you know, turn to the next guy that they sure. would want to fit in perfectly. And believe you me, uh, Matt LaFleur is telling Rob Sala that Nathaniel Hackett's a great coach. He's, he'll fit in perfectly. And just like, uh, I'm sure Rob Sala told Sean McVay, Mike LaFleur is a great coach. He'll fit in seamlessly out there in LA. So they just keep changing seats and can't keep changing uh aside. Right, okay. So the point being is that, you know, this coach is good. They knew that he was available and they knew that they were gonna make a run at him if somebody else they wanted wasn't available. So uh that's the same thing that will happen with this quarterback search. Well, they'll they'll but, have they'll they'll have their number one guy and they'll try to make a deal for if <laughs> if, if in fact it is Aaron Rodgers. Here's the thing that but that would really bother me about signing Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And it's along the line of what you just said. If I'm paying a guy $50 million a year, that guy has got to be all in. He's got to be all. I, I, don't, I want everybody to be all in. But that guy has got to really be all in. 
He's got to be at every practice. He's got to be at every OTA. He's got to be here. He's got to make his presence known. He's got to know his teammates, meet his teammates. He can't be like drop in some Hall of Famer and then not take over the reins of the team and be the leader by going by living in Malibu or living, you know, or going to Peru or whatever it may be. This is what Tom Brady did to Tampa when they signed him. Boom. He was right in there. And he took over that team. And it's one of the reasons that team made the, the playoffs the three straight years that he was there. And I, they, they went with a, a losing record. And he, he threw 66 passes in a playoff game. Yeah, but that, that's the thing where I don't think you can make the comparison of the, the hire for the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. Because the, there's Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, and then there's everybody else there, when you're talking about these other names. So, like, there's Nathaniel Hackett, or there's another offensive coordinator, or whoever, and it's sort of the same thing. It's not like one guy was that much better than the other. So I could see the Jets, you know, holding out mm. and waiting and then not getting him and then being screwed with the options. It's sort of like a... Like, I saw this guy who had a a uh, four-leg parlay on FanDuel Sportsbook. I know this, I'm going to make this analogy. And he had it was all first touchdown scores in all four games um, over the weekend, the divisional playoff weekend. And he got the first two right. And he had a chance, if he got all four right, to cash out and get like $1,000. But if he got all four right, it would be a million dollars. And he held out. Oh. And instead of turning his $25,000, $25 rather, into $1,000... He let it ride. And guess what happened? The next one wasn't in his parlay, and he lost out on that $1,000. So my point is that when you're going for the top of the top of the top, you might end up with zero Mm -hmm. if you roll the dice too much. And sometimes you just got to be like, you know what? I'm going to take this because I can't wait on that because that seems to be a pipe dream for me. So that means that Joe Douglas has to, has to talk to Brian Gutenkust of the Green Bay Packers, their GM, has to have a real frank, uh, you know, honest conversation. Is he available? Are you willing to trade Aaron Rodgers? And the answer to that is, yes, we are considering that. Then you have to say to yourself, and maybe to Gutenkust, can I talk to his agent just to find out where his head's at? I need to know exactly because if we're going to go down this road, I need to know that he is 100% in because that is not the vibe that I'm getting. No. Is that a vibe you're getting? No, absolutely not. I didn't get it last year either. And that and that's why I work, uh, he can do this to Green Bay because he's had all the success at Green Bay. He's had you know, great years. People love him there as their quarterback. He could do whatever he's doing in the offseason to them. Yeah. That's a different story. But now if he is willing to be traded and he's coming to a new team, no matter who that new team is, whether it's the Jets, the Raiders, wherever, um, you know, he has to make that commitment to that new team. Yeah. Now, you said something interesting there I hadn't really thought about. You think that Green Bay actually has a say in this thing? Because to me, Aaron Rodgers is controlling all of it. So do you think there's actually a possibility that Aaron Rodgers says, I want to come back and be a Green Bay Packer and the Packers say no like they did with Brett Favre? Um, I don't think that's the case. I think the Packers really want him back. But I do believe that the the way that you go about this is GM to GM. You know what I mean? GM has to call the GM. Yeah. Normally, I would say owner to owner, but because it's the Green Bay Packers, there is no owner. You know, it's Mark Murphy who's sure. running the team, but there is no owner. So you'd like to, you have to go GM to GM and say, look, don't I, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time. And if this is not a possibility in your eyes, 
then I, I need to now go to plan B, whatever that is. See, that's that's what Joe Douglas has to do. That's his job. Yeah, right. And I do think that the Packers are willing, because you heard all these insiders saying that they are willing to do it. The, the bigger issue is the wild card of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he is, as we've said, they called him a complicated fella. He is a complicated oh, fella. Here's just going to get even more complicated. Yeah, but trying to figure out what he wants to do and his timetable is going to be the toughest part of this. Well, the other thing, too, is that Nathaniel Hackett is supposedly close to him. Yeah. There's no reason why Nathaniel Hackett can't. Well, I guess there would be because you can't really tamper. But I, you could call as a friend and say, how's it going? How you doing? What are you thinking? Oh, that stuff goes on all the time, I would right? think, I'd think that it would be. So that that's where the Jets are right now. I, I have no problem with them hiring Nathaniel Hackett. I have nothing. Listen, what happened in Denver was impossible. Some people just are not head coaches. And some people step into really difficult situations. They run an offense that has been really successful for them. Uh, in other places, and then they try to run that offense with a quarterback that can't understand it or doesn't want to uh, operate within the parameters of the offense and wants to do his own thing, especially one that got a $250 million contract extension, Russell Wilson. So I'm sure that was a real pain in the ass, you know, waking up the next day after games and looking at uh, tape, game tape saying, you know, I don't know what the guy's open. I don't know why he's not throwing it yeah. or the guy's here and he's throwing it over his head. I, you know, that, that, to me, I, I don't really judge Nathaniel Hackett on that. What I judge him on is what you said, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, he was part of a very good team. Uh, they ran the ball, and they had a quarterback that, you know, when he was at the top of his game, you know, he's like a, you know, a, a C-plus B player. He's not an A-plus player like Aaron Rodgers is. And by the way, he was there in Green Bay watching Matt LaFleur calling the plays. And probably learned a lot from watching Matt call the plays. And I'm sure they were discussing all week long certain plays that they would design for the teams that they were playing against. And, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's all a part of that, just like his dad was. So he's a, he's a lifer. He's an NFL lifer. He's getting a new chance. And they got to get him a new quarterback depending on who it is.